0: And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now, we have Associate Administrator with USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, Dr. Jack Shear. Dr. Shear, thank you for joining us today. How are you, sir? I'm fine, Jesse. Good morning. I appreciate the time Dr. Shear. Let's jump in. Let's talk African swine fever and I know that you know a lot of folks in agriculture have been paying very close attention to ASF here since we first started hearing about outbreaks overseas. It's a disease that we have not Seen in the U.S. yet, thankfully, but it's something we're watching very closely. So maybe just to start, what are some thoughts you could share on how producers, veterinarians, uh, everyone involved in the in the swine health industry and and the swine industry in general, how can we prevent ASF from reaching the U.S.? Doctor Shear? So there's several
1: several different ways. Uh, uh, we we anticipate that uh, some of the ways that ASF could be introduced is. is possibly through passenger baggage or from visitors overseas. Uh, In passenger baggage, they could be carrying meat or meat products that uh, contain the virus and if that meat was to be fed to pigs inadvertently or on purpose, then that virus could spread easily through either our domestic swine or our wild, uh, feral swine. So what what we would say is do everything they can to keep visitors from visiting their facilities follow proper biosecurity, wearing uh, proper protective uh, clothing so that uh, they don't introduce the virus because this virus can be carried into the facility on their clothing or on equipment. So basic biosecurity, uh, keeping everything clean, keeping everything introduced into the swine facility uh, as disinfectant and clean so that uh, we don't inadvertently bring the virus in should it be in, introduced into the United States.
0: Well, we know as well it's on our doorstep. It's in the Dominican Republic in Haiti, and so it is It is very close by. Now, Dr. Shear, if the disease is detected here in the U.S., how do you think that would potentially affect the pork industry and economy if we even had a minor outbreak of ASF here in the U.S.?
1: Yeah, That's a great question. The first, very first diagnosis that we have of ASF, whether it's in domestic swine or feral hogs, would uh, basically close our ability to export uh, off uh, to other countries. We export about 28% of our production in the United States. If we were in a situation where that was diagnosed in the U.S. and 28% of our exports or our production was suddenly um, forced to stay in the United States, it would cost the United States within the first two years about $15 billion, and I mean billion with a B, in pork losses. to the industry, and after it's uh, estimated by Iowa State University that about 50 billion in losses would be uh, realized over a 10-year scenario, it should it spread throughout the U.S.
0: Well, Doctor Shear if I am a uh, if I'm a hog producer and I'm, I'm looking at ASF and wondering what some of the signs are that I should be paying attention to, maybe you could share some of those, and also to second part of that. If you find some signs of a possible case, if I'm a if I'm a hog producer, what should I do?
1: That's also a great question. Um, it's a viral disease of pigs and only affects pigs. They're the only ones that die and they actually die from it. They don't. They do not recover. Uh, the virus attacks the lining cells of the vascular system, so the in effect, the pigs bleed out. The signs that you see are very similar to other pig diseases, such as the the pigs are off feed, they're vomiting, they have diarrhea. Uh, they have red, blotchy skin and weakness. Now, those, those signs represent or are similar to salmonella, FERS, uh, PRV, and TGE, all these diseases uh, that we have in the United States. So, if they suspect uh, that they have this disease or signs similar to this disease, we ask that they contact their state veterinarian or their, or their uh, federal veterinarian within their state. If they don't know who that is, uh, we are launching a new um, set of resources on our APHIS website. At, it, it's at Protect Our Pigs, and it's, it's www.aphis.usda.gov Protect Our Pigs. And on that site, there's all kinds of downloadable fact sheets, posters, and information on African swine fever, as well as videos uh, specifically designed for pork producers and veterinarians on this disease. So uh, that's a great site to go get the information that they need and uh, the number to contact uh, if they don't have their state vet or their um, federal veterinarian's number. That num- And there is also a number to contact on that website for them to get uh, a person out there to look at their page.
0: Well, again, that is on the APHIS website, and we talk about Protect Our Pigs, as you mentioned. Uh, APHIS as well. I know USDA transferred $500 million from Commodity Credit Corporation funds to APHIS to help support uh, activities related to African swine fever. Dr. Shear. what are some of the things that APHIS is currently doing? You mentioned the website. What are some other things that APHIS is currently doing right now to uh, try and help protect our swine and pig farmers here from ASF in the U.S.?
1: Uh, We established a protection zone with Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands because they're only 60 miles from the Dominican Republic, and we figured that that was our highest risk area. Not that either one of those areas have African swine fever, but we wanted to protect our exports should it be introduced into that area, uh, which which the OIE, the uh, World World Health Organization for Animals, allows for. So we established that zone. Which means that if they get it in either of those two areas, we are still able to export from the United States. So that's very important for us. We so and we've also upped our surveillance not only in the United States and in high-risk areas, but we've also worked with Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands to eradicate or remove most of their feral swine, so that if it, it was would be introduced, it wouldn't be introduced in that group. We're doing slaughter surveillance in Puerto Rico and U.S. Virgin Islands. And we're we're just uh, doing all kinds of things on on the mainland with passengers and passenger baggage. We're working with Customs and Border Protection. We're working with all the airports, put major signage up to to explain uh, to passengers that inadvertently may be bringing pork and pork products unknowingly to the U.S. that this is a disease that we're concerned with and that they're not allowed to do that. So several things from that standpoint. We're also increasing surveillance in the United States. That's a major in major counties along that are high-risk counties in the U.S., uh, in in states like Florida, Louisiana, uh, Mississippi, and Alabama.
0: Well, Dr. Shear, before we run out of time, real quick, any other final thoughts you have for us you want to share today uh, talking about ASF?
1: No, I just think that the amount of information that is contained at the Protect Our Pigs website on APHIS's website is extremely important. There's a lot to learn there, and we would appreciate if people would visit that website and get themselves up to speed, educate themselves
0: in regards to this disease. Well, Dr. Jack Shear, Associate Administrator with USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, we appreciate the time, sir. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And that is going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.